You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, Montgomery County, 913. Morning's Lone Star. Hanging out in the studio downtown Conroe, Texas with Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Great show today. We got uh, some special guests coming in from the Montgomery County Fair Association. Coming in around uh, 10 o'clock today. So that's going to happen. That's going to be lots of fun. Lots of fun. Nathan Arizai is going to be the special co-host for those breaks. Because if you know, he's kind of a partner with the Montgomery County Fair. And that's coming up next month in April. So we're going to do as much promotion as we can. So we have that. Right now in the Conroe, Montgomery County area, it's 74 degrees outside. 81 degrees is going to be the high. And the low is going to be 70. It's going to be an interesting day with a 30% chance of rain today. And then more rain coming tomorrow. Uh, so be weary of that. Skippy and I are here in the studio. Skippy, how are you doing this morning? I am rocking the joint. How are you doing today, Doing man? well. Doing well. That's, <laughs> there we go. I, I, yeah, I'm still waking up. No, I had a, uh, a, a still waking hard up. sleep last night. I mean, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get into that, sorry. I had the craziest dream. Was I in it? No. Then I but don't my care. sister was. Okay. So get this. I go to what I thought was like an estate auction, mm-hmm. and my sister shows up. I don't know why. And as the person's going through all the stuff, you know, they're going to be selling this old, old house, like Victorian-style house. All of a sudden, little things start happening as I start noticing that only I notice, like basically like calls for help or anything like that. And then basically the house is talking to me. And oh, trying no. trying to get me to solve a problem, and there were like I remember having this conversation with a book, and I'm like, "What do you need me to do?" And it started writing out, you know. It's like escape room on acid. So it was really crazy. My sister's there. I don't know why, and she was just like, "What are you doing? You're you're embarrassing us, like you know all stuff." And because I was asking, I was acting like, "Are y'all not seeing this?" So. <laughs> Crazy man with the so talking. You had a hard, you had a hard sleep. Yeah, I did, I crashed pretty hard last night. But um, speaking of speaking of dreams, uh, the other day I took my daughter out to the mall, kind of walking around, and they had those little eggshell seats with the virtual reality headsets. You pay ten bucks and okay, uh, and you get to do your thing. Now I did it before with a friend of mine, 
And we did like the ultra roller coaster and then the haunted house one. And it like scared the snot out of us. It was so creepy. But for my daughter, she's not as adventurous. So we did the, like the meditation one. It was cool because the, the seats kind of, you know, they vibrate and, and kind of move around. But they had a special where uh, you could buy the VR headset for five bucks extra. You know, so you buy a couple of tickets to do this, the whatever. And then you can actually buy a headset that you put your phone in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were telling you where to go get the movies. It's a special setup. So you get the 360 3D look and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but the scary one is really scary. I'm going to bring the VR headset in and like do a live demonstration with you and have you put it on okay. and just have, because especially when my, my friend and my, my friend and I did it, you know, we're both in our fifties. So we're two old men sitting in these things going, Whoa, Oh, wow. Look at that. And just totally geeking out over it. Uh, the haunted house one would be like, you know, psychos would come up to you with scissors and start cutting your guts and pulling them out and stuff. And you're so you're looking down, you're seeing this, and so you're reaching for your chest, going, get away, get away. So I'm amazed that I haven't had more whacked out dreams along the, that because the VR experience is pretty cool. And that now we're in a society where you can buy a VR headset literally for five bucks. And it's not like a you know cheapo one. It, it's, it's, it works. Well, the only problem fine. with it is when you get new phones. Nope. It, it, you just... Pop open the the lid and put your phone in. Yeah, what happens if I make a new phone that's like doesn't fit it? You, well, you'd have I to mean, get like a happen. Galaxy Twelve or something. like that. I mean, it's that. gonna happen. Well, you just hold on to your old phones. In fact, I have a, an old uh, iPhone that is outdated, but it works just fine, and that's my VR phone. Or, uh, uh, I mean, I, I said really, an iPhone. He, an old he's Galaxy. really into VR. I am now. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna be flipping through that because apparently you can watch some movie. You know, they'll have like the 3D movies like Avatar. Or the Avatar yeah. experience. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry you had that wacky dream. No, it, was, it wasn't. No, it was great. Well, like, oh, it was good. Okay. You know, I do scare easily, but this for some reason I had zero fear, and it was just like solving a mystery with these ghosts. It, it reminds me of like the old Hardy Boys or yeah. something, you know, little little Dick Detective. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Oh, good. You should write it down because there may be something there. There's a story there. I'm a writer. I'm always looking out for the narrative possibilities of no, anything. No, I just want to let those things. I think that's someone trying to talk to me. I don't want to talk to them. You know, supernatural. Oh, okay. I don't want to deal with You don't that. want their voice heard. Call, call denied. <laughs> call blocked. But yeah, so uh, outside that, you know, we had our show yesterday. If you were interested in listening to yesterday's show, it is available on IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. Uh, again, we do have the folks coming in the studio today around 10 o'clock and to 1030 Nathan Arizotti. Until then, it's just us, so feel free to call out 936-647-3776, and then um, you can message on Facebook. So I want to get back into the discussion we're having yesterday before we go to our break, mm -hmm. is we were talking about Facebook and what they need to do. Now, more news is coming out, is apparently they're tracking your call records. Through your phone. Through your phone. So the Facebook app is tracking my phone. Ooh, that's, that's uncool. So and what, what, what makes me wonder about it is why do you think they decided to do that research without being nefarious? Like, because you can know all the programmers got together. It's like, hey, we want to make an app for the iPhone. And then like, okay, let's do it. And then one guy goes, hey, Charlie, uh, we can make a thing in the app that tracks your call record. Should we do that? Has nothing to do with the, the app itself. 
But can we do that? Because the only thing I can think of the reason it does it, and this is kind of like, uh, you know how when you always download those new things and it says like, oh, please give us access to your camera. Mm-hmm. I think with I uh, the Facebook app, you can make calls. Through Messenger, you can. But it still has to, like, I think the propriety system to use it on the device has to have access to the same information your phone. Right. It's They, they separated Messenger into a separate app. And because there was a stink about that, it used to be integrated, but you still have to have, I don't think you can have Facebook Messenger on your phone without Facebook because it does access all your Facebook information. But yeah, you can call them. And I think that's why, I think it's one of those things that if you look down at the tech side, it was like the only way to make the app work kind mm-hmm. of thing. If you want to, because some people might use that feature when they call each other through Facebook. Yeah, a couple of people so. have actually called me. They don't have my phone number, but. Through Facebook Messenger, they can give a yeah. Buzz. So uh, I think that's I think that's why it happened. But you know, it looks better on the headline, like they're tracking your phone. Oh my god! It's all about the headline, isn't it, Dick? It seems to be that that's the the. I mean, the headlines are supposed to grab, but this one is a a normal. It's not a. How can I phrase it? It's not like a. I, I love your usage of the word nefarious earlier. I don't think it's as nefarious as the headline wants to make it sound but well it makes make me it. laugh about it is it's now becoming to light that oh they track our phone records what do you think apple and everyone else is doing like yes like whatsapp like what do you think <laughs> whatsapp's doing man well with my old phone that i was talking about to put on the vr i i was just dis- disabling like everything else because i didn't want this accidentally picking up phone calls or i didn't even have a phone service to it <laughs> but I didn't want. They're still listening. Yeah, right. And another interesting thing in the in the tech world is people are upgrading their terms of services now, and kind of going with the, the the slow wave of hate speech. Now a lot of companies are putting in their terms of services. If you use any type of offensive language, you're going to get in trouble, or you can get in trouble. So one of the funniest things that I wanted to talk about is Microsoft's doing it through their through their Skype office. All those other things. Mm-hmm. So it made me laugh because basically what they're doing is if, you, if you're if you suspect, uh, suspected of doing this, they have the right to go into your private data and check it out. I don't think they're really saying we're going to be observing you 24-7, but it's more of like if somebody reports you or whatever. So I'm thinking of, about Xbox, and it's like it goes hand-in-hand hand with Xbox that 12-year-old kids get on there and curse. Like it's like the known thing. It's like oh, you never, you haven't played a video game until you played Halo with twelve year olds who call you every every bad word in the book and says something about your mom. And so I'm I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that because you can imagine your son going, our daughter going on the Xbox. You don't really know what they're doing, and then you get a phone call because your credit card's attached to the account. And it's like we're gonna have to suspend your account for the uh, offensive behavior or whoever's using the account. And like, wait a second, my son's only eleven. What is he saying? Like, oh, we recorded it. Here you go. And it's like, wow. Oh, you beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Big brother is watching you. I mean, it's a tool and you can opt to use it or not. No one's forcing you to use Xbox. No one's forcing you to take the well, phone Well, I mean, I will say that, I mean, at the one time I in college when I tried it out, there was, you had like a one out of three chance of entering a lobby that some kid was just cursing because he learned just how to curse. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I, as a parent, especially with Microsoft and Apple and this big tech companies that want you to trust their technology in your kids' hands without your supervision. 
it's getting to that point where, yeah, I'd kind of like to know if this is happening, if my son's experiencing this or a kind of abuse or if my son's actually causing the abuse. Well, yeah, you can be a bully or be you can bullied. Get reported. You mm-hmm. can get reported. Like anyone can report you on the on the games. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know how many times it takes till the administrator people, whoever, like, oh, let's look into this account, you know, actually objectively, instead of like, oh, he's gotten 32 reports, cancel him, cancel his account. Like, to me, that's kind of unfair because some guy could just be. Oh, he's talking dirty. He's talking dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Report after report. I'm flashing back to the early days. Uh, remember how we talked about before the internet was like the internet? We had chat channels with little yeah. dial up things. And I remember I had a friend stay over at my house one time. This is a, many, many years ago. And he uh, was on my, went on my account and, and I woke up the next morning. Was he have, on your dating profile again? Well, not a dating profile, but he tried to make it one. Apparently he'd had a fight with his wife and so it was like flirting. And so I wake up to all these, the sysop was just yeah, busting Too me. bad, too bad pictures weren't involved at that time, were they? No, I didn't have my Polaroid camera on me to take instant shots. Yeah, so, but I, they almost suspended my account. I was trying to say, no, that wasn't me. Trust me. But you me. can't prove that, though. That's what I love. Well, they went through my history, you know, because there's a chat history. You know, you just... You just tell them you're a robot and you had a malfunction. <laughs> you know, when we come back, I want to talk about this, uh, the March for Life we talked about yesterday. But I want to go into... I did, I did, took a little time. This is what I love about social media. You can actually see what a lot of these people are saying who are, like, the heads. And it's really funny to read what they're saying. And I started reading, I started looking at the kids, the kids from Parkland, how now have like verified accounts and all those kind of things on Twitter. And I was like, just kind of looking at what they're saying. It's kind of, it's, it's really strange. Cause I'm thinking, man, if I was in high school, would I be, I mean, I guess I should be worried about it, but I ain't going to worry about that. I'm worried about, you know, SATs graduating or, graduating or the girl next to me, yeah. you know, those kind of things. So I want to get your I want to get your take on that. Okay, looking forward to it. So uh, it's nine twenty six right now. Lone Star Community Radio. We're gonna take a quick, short, sponsored break. So stick around. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star 930. Special thanks to our sponsors of this morning's show, Clean Sweep Office Clean, Centurion Wealth Advisors, and, of course, Conroe Coffee. I know we were talking about the Parkland shooting, and the kids are getting a lot of a lot of spotlight. I mean, I don't know if they're in school anymore or how that – I really would be interested to see how that, how that really is going because they really are all over the news for the past couple days mm-hmm. because the uh, right to march or life to march – Right to life. Right to life march happened over the weekend. And we were talking about it, and I wanted to get your input. Like, what do you think about having these kids who most of them are not even old enough to vote Mm -hmm. to be either A, given an opinion on the matter, Mm -hmm. or B, be at like basically not a kid anymore? Now, is it justified in the sense that they experienced something so tragic 
that they have a unique p position on these topics? Here's the thing. Everybody has rights, but some people have more rights than others in the sense that... Uh, you mean like old people? Yeah, old people. Well, you know, I have a right... They have more rights. Drive like a ageism. car. Ageism. It, it, it is ageism or experiencism. But it's a simple fact. You can't or give a three-year-old the car. Yeah, you can't give a three-year-old the car keys. You just Why can't. not? We should. <laughs> and I mean, there are laws that are designed to protect us, and that's what, well, that's the purpose of a law to protect us from an object or from each other. Of course, these kids should have an opinion, but they don't have the right to dictate policy. There's well, I mean, a reason you can't but vote. But how do you draw opinion. that line? Because, I mean, if you're giving your opinion, eventually your opinion is going to be valued so highly that you are drawing the line. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's I, I think all opinions should be listened to to an extent, but it can't be, you can't bog down every issue with it, it being in committee. It, it get committed to death. Uh, these kids, uh, a lot of them have, have uh, reason. To be concerned. I mean, there is there there are school shootings, but here's the funny thing, and I've been checking out some statistics. School shootings have been going down since the early '90s. Believe it or not, uh, I would even say probably before that. Yeah, but I mean, there, there was like from that moment on, like '93 on down, there's been a downhill trend. Well, I would but say you have your Columbine was the well, that, and that was '98. So that was like that was the first one that I recall that changed the way people looked at every aspect of who to blame. Right. Like, oh, it was video games. Oh, it was violence on TV. Or if it, it was mental health, it was the parents, it was guns. Like, it was it's basically they covered the whole spectrum of whose fault it was. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction going on. And the reason why you can't drive till you're older or vote till you're older or, or whatever, it's your, literally your brain is not as developed. Now, you know, there of course there are exceptions to every rule. There are idiots who are adults, and there are geniuses who are children. But for the most part, your your brain is physically still increasing, and your maturity level is increasing. So right now, a teenager has a very strong knee jerk reaction to everything. This is a society. America is now a society of instant gratification, and we were kind of built on that. Our capitalist background. But here's the thing right now. So our capitalist background gives us these iPhones and these Twitter accounts and stuff like that, that we have full freedom to say everything that so many countries don't. But we're using it to lambast that we have these capitalism. And and so you got to when you sit them down, I, I would love to sit down representatives of all these children and ask about the existing gun laws. Yeah, no, that's your big, big point of view, because, you know, you always you look at look at what you currently have and then you look at what. Well, you, what do you, what, it's like, what are you protesting? Well, we, we want this gun banned. It is. It is. You know, we want fully automatic weapons banned. They are since the 1930s. It is illegal for you to own a machine gun. Well, and that's one thing I'm trying to really figure out the end game is because it's a major reaction. Well, because like they were talking about the schools are now looking at different alternative methods of, of building a security system in the school, like clear backpacks. I was kind of joked about. Mm -hmm. And then, but, you know, looking at it as a policy, looking at it as something to make a change, because that's really the big argument. From what I understand, the heart of this argument, the heart of the march was change, make a change. So mm -hmm. not necessarily could repeal the Second Amendment, but just do something to make schools safer. Right. But I think you need to make an, an, an educated, informed decision by having as much information as possible. And I've been watching videos on both sides, and there was one where, a conservative had, you know, a placard with different guns and including like uh, the, 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 the ray gun from 
men in black? Like, which one of these do you want to ban? Oh, that one. Well, that's a BB gun. No, it isn't. It looks scary. Well, it may look scary, but it is literally a BB gun. Or this is a uh, a single shot rifle to, that's used to, to shoot squirrels. And they're like, oh, but they look scary. So you're, you're going off what looks. Well, that one looks terrible. Well, that one is the stun gun from Men in Black, you know, the movie. And so there needs to be education, not a knee-jerk reaction. And, and Dick, you're absolutely right. Change needs to happen. But it's like, what well, what? well, it's funny. I was thinking about that. And if you take all the tragedies in those situations, they all different had different outcomes in the sense of response you know, first responders of students, teachers. And then, you know, that most recent one where the officer in the school system was there and he stopped the the threat, but it still didn't prevent. Now, what's even crazier, and I don't know if I'm reading this right, is basically some of these kids were saying that they made fun of this kid the, from Parkland. Mm -hmm. They made fun of him and they were okay with it because he was weird. Yeah. And like to me, I was like, why is anyone getting upset about this? Because because the wrong because right now the narrative is ban guns and anything outside that narrative doesn't work. Well, a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy. It doesn't matter. We must ban all guns. What's going to happen when you ban all guns? Realistically, imagine that society. If all guns were suddenly banned, you think, are they going to magically disappear? Or is every bad guy going to turn in their gun? Is every good guy going to turn in their gun? Absolutely not. Then it's like, well, let's put a, a, an ammunition tax on. Each bullet costs $5,000. Make your own. I mean, these are knee-jerk reactions, and it, the wrong arguments are being espoused for change to happen. I, I saw something uh, last night on Facebook where it had Columbine, Sandy Hook, and, the, and they're all holding, having someone holding an a, 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 a AR-15. It's like, what do they all have in common? And everyone's going, um, the gun, the gun, the gun. It's like, no, they were all whack jobs. They were all sick. They, you know, for some... Not, I'm not saying mentally ill necessarily, but you have white supremacists, you have Muslim jihadists, you have uh, bullied kids, you have bulliers, you have, you know, it's to stop, to, to make kids feel safer in school, you can't, you know, it's a band-aid to put up a little uh, 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 panic room in the corner. Have you seen that video where this one school is trying to build these little in the corner of the classroom, it's like a bulletproof. Everyone gets in there and you pull the door down. These are Band-Aids. It's, it's like the Band-Aids we had. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, it does. Well, here's the thing. When I was a kid, it was the atomic bombs are coming. Get under your desk. It's a Band-Aid. TSA is making every traveler's life miserable. Sorry, TSA. Because they've determined, any, you know, you, you can make bombs from liquids of more than 3.6 ounces. You know, it's just some arbitrary number they chose. <clears throat> or because one idiot, excuse me, one idiot puts uh, kerosene and a match in a shoe, now we must all take our shoes off. You know, these are Band-Aids. This, this solves nothing. What, you know, a single body scan? Absolutely. But, you know, you can take your bottle, a water bottle on with you. Your, your water bottle is not going to blow up a plane. You can't put, you know... Drink it in front of the person. It's 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 an overextent. The wrong arguments being formed. It's a band aid on top of band aid on top of band aid. So it's like we we ban this gun. Okay, well, there'll be other guns. You ban all guns. You no know, knives will become very popular again. So will swords. So will cars. 
There will bombs. Well, we already kind of established that that's what's going to happen when someone wants to hurt somebody, they're going to hurt somebody, right? Yes. Now, guns, of course, are the most efficient way to hurt large groups of people outside of, you know, bombs. But again, let's or educate na- or and inform. Disasters. Or we, natural we've disasters. We've seen the Avengers new one where, you know, Sean Connery controls the weather. <laughs> and that's not the Avengers with Iron Man. That's the Avengers with Emma Peel. That's the real Avengers. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> Morning's alone starting to take a, a, a song break. Don't forget, we got the folks from the Montgomery County Fair coming in around 10 o'clock. So stick around. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star, 945. We got the Montgomery County Fair Association and some uh, students coming in. Because if you don't know, the first day, it, I believe, is a special day for special needs kids, I believe. That's what's cool. Special education. And so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about some other stuff, too. I know Nathan's going to be here for about 30 minutes total on the air. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot more than just, oh, let's have a party and a barbecue over there at the Montgomery County Fair. If you didn't know, the Montgomery County Fair is for scholarships. Yeah, students. isn't so that it's cool? About the this is some good community news here. Yes, so it's nine forty-five right now. We got about fifteen minutes till that. Feel free to message on Facebook. Mornings with Lone Star. Uh, we were talking about uh, some, you know, the the gun control thing. I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation forever, as mm-hmm. long as the uh, United States is still around, and you know, because <laughs> we're known to repeal, and then we're also known to replace. Yep. And uh, you like that, but. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. But yeah, so you were reading in some other news, some some interesting things were going on around town. Like Sean Penn is, I guess he's still acting. I don't really know. Because what was the last movie he was in that was, because uh, I knew he was in that. Nope. Uh, no, he was in like kind of like a Taken kind of movie that I saw where it wasn't <clears> like a lot of plot. It was just him just, you know, being a B.A., and that was it. With guns? With guns, probably. Okay. And uh, Is it, okay. Can you smell that irony that's floating well, in the I air? I mean, I mean, let's 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 not look at it politically. I'm just you, you said he was on Stephen Colbert. He was on Stephen Colbert last night, and first words out of his mouth was like, "Hey, I'm on Ambien." And oh, he actually admitted to it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, "I took a red eye, so I'm on Ambien, so I can sleep." And Colbert asked him, "Are you still on it?" He's like, "Oh yeah, probably." And then he lights up cigarettes, and he's just smoking in the studio, and. You know, this is not planned. Colbert's like, you know, you really shouldn't do that. We'd like you around a lot longer. Um, what do yeah. you, what, how do you feel about those, like the smoking world in a sense of like you've been around for a while? I've been around. I was a heavy been, smoker for a long time. And you've time. been in other countries how they treat smoking. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about it now? Wow, I've been on both sides of that equation. Uh, for years, I was a heavy smoker, and I believed in smokers' rights, but I also that was before a lot of the uh, evidence came out over secondhand smoke. And I don't well, miss going to restaurants where smoking was the entire three, four, yeah. forward three Like you quarters. go on the plane, the whole plane is smoking, basically. Right. Like you have like no, there's no way So there's no escape from it. Yeah. Now, the smoker and the ex-smoker in me misses that sometimes. You know, I love getting a good whiff of secondhand from time to time, but I don't miss See, having I the I smell on my clothes and I hair. can't stand it. But I'm not, I'm not that also reaction where I'm like, hey, just blow that out. Like, I'm, I'm, I just don't like being around it. There are smoking mints. I remember one time I was flying and I but, was in but, Atlanta. But regular cigarettes I'm okay with, like the rolled one, like mm -hmm. actual tobacco, mm -hmm. I'm okay with. I, I can smell the difference. For some reason, when you when you smoke like a Marlboro or whatever, I can smell. It just smells. It like stings my nostrils. And I'm like, Oof. And a lot of that is the additives put, put okay. into it. But in Atlanta, this was many years ago, so I don't even know if it's the same, but the, the airport was non-smoking except for one room. It was this glass room, and it almost had like an airlock. And, I mean, you could not see. The smoke was so thick in there. And I was in there. I was smoking away in there too. But, I mean, you came out, and you're just – smoke haze around you that was my well, choice it's funny because you know i think in this area in montgomery county you can smoke in bars it is the 51 percent rule so if you serve 51 percent, if 51 percent of your menu is alcohol over food yeah then you can smoke only in this area in spring because there are some places on on 105 Probably uh, uh, Magnolia or the unannexed areas in between Conroe and Magnolia. So, and what's funny is I was when I sat down one time I was with a friend and he had we had a couple hours so we went to a a adult bar, a bar basically and we're sitting there and I was like you know what's weird is like thirty years ago it, this was normal and we yeah. were, I mean like I can't imagine getting on an airplane and dealing with that but then again like people got, I guess they just got accustomed at all ages, to cigarette smoke. Everybody smoked. Well, don't forget, for, for decades, doctors were saying, it's safe. It's, you know, it's healthy. And people were buying it. And Just like they say with alcohol and wine. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, vegetables. <laughs> and exercise. Yeah. We and, know they're all full of it. I know, right? But, yeah, so those days oh, were there. I, I, wanted, I wanted to say, I, I know I, I called you on this, uh, called you about this. Did you finally see the Uber video? Because I know about a week or two ago, uh, a woman tragically was hit by an Uber uh, computer car. Yeah. And I we were talking about, like, our, hypo our hypotheticals on it, and they did release the video. They did release the dash cam video. And did you see it? I, I, I saw it uh, in, uh, without uh, audio or anything. I was okay. just scrolling down. But she was outside of the lines. Well, there wasn't any lines. Yeah, that's what I'm She was in too. the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Like, when you said that, I was like, because I was thinking about Carly about this. And I'm like, you know, if you're, like, on the right side of the of the, the line, you're out of the line. But I can see that being kind of like, you know, 50-50 on whose fault that is. But this lady was, like, in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. This wasn't, like, anywhere near a crosswalk. So she was jaywalking. She was jaywalking. And that's the thing. Um, uh well, no, because now with their uh, the reason I bring this up, there's a report now that the car they were using was a Volvo car, and apparently Uber deactivated the person like the personal safety whatever the acronym for their personal safety, you know, the, the automatic braking and stuff like that. You know, newer cars have that option now, uh -huh. where like they won't let you 
get to the left lane if somebody if it, if it senses somebody. Me, me, me. Uh-huh. Uh So apparently they deactivated that because they have their own personal safety, whatever stuff. So now they're trying to say like, oh, it's their fault. And I'm like, how are people looking at this as if it's just Uber's fault? Like, I even though I saw the video, even though it's the one you have to check the video out folks because i was like first i was like okay it might be viewer's fault you know well you look at that i don't think anyone would have the time even if a human driver was driving it and that's what's kind of crazy to me is where do we hold where do we hold responsibilities if it was just a human what would happen you think if a human was driving the car and it's the same exact scenario happened do you think this would be at all well again dick you know i sound like a broken record sometimes the wrong argument here's your trivia question for the day how approximately, and I'll give you a, a wide latitude in your answer. How many pedestrians are killed every year in America through like being vehicular? hit by a car? Being hit oh. by a car. Man, if I had to guess, I would say at least ten thousand. Five thousand. Okay. Which is you know not so. We are a third of the way in to this year, right? Okay. We're in our first quarter. So the five thousand already been. Well, no, it's per year. So. Okay. Um, over 1,000 pe- people, pedestrians, have been killed by being run over by the cars average. already. Okay. 1,500 people, thereabouts. Okay. Out of all those, how many are actual yeah. accidents? Well, or? well, no. How many have been killed by a self-driving car? One. Yeah, but— And I, it's the one that makes the headlines. Well, and much like so the other— I really wish people—I want people to check out this video because I was very surprised at it. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, what's going but on?" But the what? narrative was, "Oh, so, self-driving cars bad." Okay. Well, well my, favorite, my favorite was the employee in the uh, in the car was like on her phone. Like that's exactly what everyone would be doing in these automated cars, that's just looking whole, down on her phone. Because you're like, "Oh, what was doing?" And you see it because you're waiting for it because you know it's happening. You know where you're on watch, and then you look, you're waiting for it, and she just kind of looks up. She's like, Whoa! and then boom, and done. So she can't be blamed because that's what they're supposed to do. The whole point of the self-driving car, so you can look at your phone. So, yeah, again, knee-jerk reaction. Let's ban self-driving cars when more than a 1,000 people have been killed by regular cars and only one well, by no, it, just, it just made me think because, you know, they, they halted production of this and the whole testing. And I was like, man, see, I can understand if it was like what we thought it was where somebody was just kind of stepped on the curb. Mm-hmm. It went a little bit outside of the crosswalk. Like, this is like straight up in the middle of the road at – you know, 11 p.m. at night or whatever, and it's 40 miles an hour. So cars are going faster than a little, like, the, like a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what's strange to me, though? If you do watch it, she didn't even, like, this is on the right side of the road. So she crossed, like, five lanes or something like that. So how did you not see this car? Again, it doesn't fit the narrative. This reminds me of the Well explosion or the, the Deepwater Horizon with the moratorium that the president at the time immediately said, I need to find out who's asked to kick and shut down all drilling on, you know, you know the last time. You can say that. There's a quote from the president. Okay. It's um, really, that's exactly what he said. Uh, but we also know he meant donkey, so we're co- doubly covered. But do you know the last well explosion before Macondo, what year it was? No. 1963. Okay. Basically. Was that in India? No, where was it? Yeah, that? it was like 50 years in between them. And so, but the knee-jerk reaction, because, and 11 people died in the Deepwater Horizon explosion. That's horrible. But the the only other act, explosion like that had been 50 years previously, or 40. And all of a sudden you have an administration, I don't care what party they're with, 
shutting down that industry for six months to a year because of the knee-jerk reaction. It, it, it looks good on a poll. And I'm just not a fan of the knee-jerk reaction to whether it's gun control, uh, oil and gas safety, or Uber driving. A thousand people have been run over by but cars this year already. But when it comes to lazy already. tacos. Yeah, you betcha. You I got that. a strong opinion on that. that. You're listening to Orange Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to have some folks from the Montgomery County Fair Association with some kids and some and uh, stuff like that. Nathan Arizona is going to be on with us. So, uh, yeah. So stick around. We're going to play a couple tunes and get them ready. If you have a question for them, you know where to go. Facebook, Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> we'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm still Skippy. To my left is Dick. And I look up from my phone and what do I see before me? But is that a Nathan Arizati? Where did you come from, sir? Did you realize that dramatic pause? I look up and I see butt Nathan Arizati. Dude, that's not nice. I was dramatic. dramatic. I went to the Shatner School of Presentation. Hey. William Shatner was my idol. He's my idol, dude. Dude, let I me tell like you I think we're like four what? minutes apart in age. Dude, so. but if we could all just look just together. together. You got to read Shatner's autobiographies because the man is incredibly self-aware. He knows full well what he is, but he's, I, I love That him. he can't act? Hey, 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 he's got hey, a longer, hey. more illustrious career than I do. You obviously have not enjoyed the original Star Trek series. I'm just Anything kidding. Anything after I'm the original kidding. Sunset Strip? Remember that show? That was the show before. Uh, that was the show before Star Trek, man. He was the man. Okay, so we're getting away from Shatner. It's seventy-three degrees. We're gonna get up to eighty-two, and the storm. There's a storm coming. Okay, in every movie, when someone says that, someone else has to say, "I know." So let's try to get. There's a storm coming. I know. Okay, that's one way to do it. And it's gonna be all thundery tomorrow and stuff. So Skippy's gonna be curled up in the corner, sucking his thumb because he just hates the storms. I love storms. I just hate the flooding. Anyhow, Nathan, we got some special guests in the studio with us, right? Very special. Very special. Awesome. Talk to me about this now. Okay. A lot of you know that I'm involved with the Challenger for Kids that, uh, uh, event that we do every year out at the Conroe Air, uh, Airport. It's a wonderful nonprofit. We take special, special loving, caring kids and their families and their siblings up in airplanes. And, and if, as long as they have use of their hands and stuff like that, they hold the yoke and they fly the plane. They literally are pilots. Awesome event. It's so much fun for the families and everybody. Well, I got to meet somebody who swept me off my feet. She was exciting. She was effervescent. She was loving, caring, grinning. She was working handy stuff. Her dad was building something, hammering something on the ground or whatever. I think he broke it and just thought he was handy. But anyway... <laughs> And then, and then, and then to watch this guest interact and look at her mom and dad, and to look at mom and dad, and to watch her as she went out exploring, 
touched my heart. So I have the honor and the privilege to introduce you to, I hope, my new friend, Katie Darnell. Well, welcome to the studio, Katie. Hi. Hi. Okay, let me move this just a little closer for you. There we go. So we got, uh, and Katie's mom, uh, Carla, is in uh, on microphone with us. And Gene is standing in the background. Sorry, Gene, we ran out of microphones. But, <laughs> you know, you feel free to just knock Nathan out of the way and uh, take over his mic at any given moment if you want. Uh, not mine, though. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> don't, don't touch Dick and Skippy's microphones. But other than that, you're, you're golden. So um, talk talk to me about, first off, the event sounds awesome. I, I'm a former pilot myself. Love it, love it. And uh, so... Tell me more about Katie and Carlin, how you met and stuff. Well, they were out there, and I, I don't know exactly how, what eye contact or what met. I I just, I'm an idiot and a goofball. I'm usually Boudreaux out there. I'm taking photos for them, and I'm just acting like a kid. I'm acting like a clown and interacting. And my goal is just to play with the kids or the parents, to loosen the ice, or if the kids are just off the chain, hey, let's just go. They got a buddy. They got a big goofball. And I honestly can tell you, I don't remember how, how we started talking, but I remember just watching her, and, and I'm going to just say it. It was a God thing, in my opinion, because I just was attracted to watching them interact, and I, mm -hmm. just, I just enjoyed watching Katie's eyes. She just, she just looked like she was taking so much in and, and just having a good time and, and a little bit shyness to her as well. There was, a, there was some shyness. So I think part of me wanted to go open that up if I could and just see where, where it went and stuff like that. But I'll never forget watching you first and then watching dad watch the baby and, and the family I, interaction. Yeah. But you just, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to do that stuff, one of the biggest kicks is, is I look in, I zero in on the parents and then I watch where their gaze is going. And it's so cool. But Katie did everything. Mom pipe in here. Katie hit all the rounds to all the tables and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. She was just all in. Yeah, she was having a good time. It was our first time to be there and seeing what everything was to do there was fun. And her flying that plane, that was incredible. That Katie? made me a little nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> she did it. Did you do barrel rolls and stuff? Did oh. you fly like that? And Awesome. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. What what brought Katie, and Katie, I'm asking you too, what brought you there that day? You know, what's the history leading up to this day where you met this weird guy sitting across from me? Um, one of her, one of the aides at her junior high was telling me about it. He's like, you've got to take Katie here. So he got me a flyer and we went online and registered and we got in and the rest is history. Cool. And, and, and what, uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. What allowed that to happen? What, what, you know, what specialized Katie for, for this event here? Um, because of her, she's has Turner syndrome mm -hmm. and she's in the special needs department at school, the life skills department. So because of that, that's what qualified her. And for those of our listeners who don't know, Turner syndrome uh, is something that can affect uh, young women, if, if memory serves. This is a predominantly, if not solely, uh, 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 condition that affects young young women. And and so sometimes special uh, uh, needs in education are, are formed as a, are needed as a result of this. Am I correct on that? Well, it affects one out of every 2,000 girls. And not everybody has the same mm, symptoms. Mm -hmm. Katie's has a little bit of developmental delay and not all girls do, 
but Katie does. So we just follow the path that leads to what type of needs she needs. So, and fortunately, she has to be in a life skills class. Well, I've got to say, there might be a future in radio because Katie's sitting there looking like this, like, radio professional. She's going to take my job one day. I can feel it. Well, I think Katie is ready. She would talk outside. She's ready to talk. What do you want to say to us right now? Tell us, pipe in and tell us about Challenger, the airplane, and, and anything you want to talk about what your mom said about school and stuff. Uh, school's gone great. What do you like about school? Language arts. Language arts. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. <laughs> I knew you would get it. This guy, what, what is it about language arts you like? Reading. Reading. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Cool. Do you have favorite books or favorite writers? Do you like uh like sports? Sports. Oh, see that's unfortunate. That's I'm not good at that. So you're better already <laughs> yeah, than he's I am really, on this one. Really bad I'm at really that. bad at that. So already I'm, I'm behind Katie on this one. <laughs> we just did Special Olympics mm -hmm. track and field over the weekend. And oh, really? She got her gold medal in the hundred meter dash. Gold medal in the 100-meter dash. Katie, all right. Wow. And a softball throw event. She got a medal. And they also, her and some friends were in a relay. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So, Katie accomplished in, like, one week what has taken me 53 years to, to get to. To not accomplish. This, to not accomplish, right? <laughs> that's, just, that's wonderful, Katie. That is really cool. So, what was flying like for you? Was it cool? Little, I got a little scared first time I went up. You got to fly over the lake, huh? The lake. Oh, that cool. was cool, flying over Lake Conroe. Did you also get, did the pilot, a lot of times, if the, if the assistant pilot is really, really good, the pilot will give them their wings. Did you get the wings? Yeah. Outstanding. Good. Was there anything else about that day that you, that, you know, you remember? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I know that um, part of the reason that Katie and, and mom and dad came in here today too was to talk about the next step. Remember, Katie, she really enjoys going to the Montgomery County Fair Association Special Education Day. And Nathan, you're heavily involved with Montgomery County Fair, right? Yep. I'm very lucky that that this is the second year that um, they brought it's me on like board. All to he, help. It's all he talks about. I was I was feeding it for the audience. <laughs> Well, I have to. They brought last year. I only got to bring on come on board All twenty days about. prior. Twenty days prior. Now it was several months. We're planning it, so we can plan more for people like Katie and her family and stuff. But special education day is Friday, April thirteenth, and you'll have a lot of the schools from the school district. CISD is very heavily involved, and other districts as well. And then Bridgewood Farms and New Danville. And then anybody in the community, perfect example, we've had several people messaging saying that their child has graduated. Their child's not old enough to be in school. We've got people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s out there that they're just like us, but they're different. And so they get to come out and they get to be, uh, uh, ride the carnival rides, play some of the games. We feed them lunch. We feed them a very healthy, high-maintenance hot dog lunch with chips and soda. <laughs> and... Um, they get to see some of the other uh, uh, sideshows that are there, like mm -hmm. the Moto Maniacs and stuff. They'll get to see you guys from Lone Star Community, Community Radio this year. Boy, they scared the bottom of that yeah, barrel, didn't they? Yeah. 
And then they get to see the pet and zoo and, and, and some of the other things like that. And they just get to interact with other friends and families mm-hmm. and stuff. And some of them will uh, enter the non-livestock events, photography, baking, cookies, uh, uh, floral arrangements, woodworking. Every event that's open to other kids in the non-livestock mm-hmm. is open to these, these young men and women to enter as well. So there's something... Pretty much literally for everyone. Absolutely. Let me tell you what. Last year I saw kids and the judges were judging on them. And I saw things that adults couldn't make. I saw woodworking things. I got to taste some cookies that were sent down from God from heaven. These were the best cookies in the world. Katie's already winning medals that I could never hope to to win. So she's, you know, I'm embarrassed now. Thanks, Nathan, for just making me realize what I haven't done with my life. But keep talking, please. I but they, you. yeah, but they get to do things and just be a part of of the fair like everybody else. But it's a special day for them. And then, um, so she she really enjoyed that. She was going to talk a little bit about that, and then she was going to talk about she's showing a pig. No way. She is showing a pig named Cheeto. Cheeto. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Cheeto sounds like Cheeto chips. Yeah. That's what this I'm is spelled like Cheeto, like Chichinchong Cheeto, and there might be a story behind it. I don't know. Being the Texican that I am, I like the spelling of Cheeto. You know? Well, I like the flavor of Cheetos, so I think we're... <laughs> we're... Uh, 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 Cheeto, like Cheetos, <laughs> not Cheeto, her pig. We don't say bacon right now, right, Katie? Is, uh, so w- <laughs> no. when, you show a, <laughs> when you show a pig, is this, so is this your pig? Yeah. Did you get, is Cheeto boy or girl pig? Boy. So did you get him when he was like really little and he's gotten bigger? Gotten bigger. Oh wow! How how big is he? Can you, like, that's much? a good sized pig. That's some pig, according to Charlotte's Web. How much does he weigh, Katie? Two hundred twenty-one. What? Whoa! Whoa! Whoa back that's, up. That's, that's a lot of pig. That's a lot of pig. It's <laughs> a lot so, of bacon. I mean, pig. To I show. don't know where the camera is, but she she pointed like this, mm-hmm. and then she says two twenty-one. I got a feeling, Katie, that's as no, big that, as his head. No, no, that's the roundness. That's, yeah, that's the, that's roundness, the roundness of the belly. I bet he's pig. about that long, isn't he? It, so he's a pretty big pig. How, how long have you had him? Since December. And so he's gone from little to big in just a few... Wow. She's got a secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feed him? Shoats. Say that again? Shoats. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. How often do you feed him? Wet food. Wet food. Okay. And how many times a day does he get fed? Twice. What time do you start feeding him in the morning? Do you have to, like, get up early to feed him? Yeah. Yeah. That's a a lot of responsibility because it's not just a pet like a dog. I mean, this is is serious where – and so you're showing this pig at the thing. Is Cheeto going to have, like, a bow in his hair or something? I don't know. It's Chito, not Chita. Chito. You know, habla espanol. So like... Orelle Holmes. Like a cheetah. Wait, is it a cheetah or is it a pig? See, now you're confusing me, Nathan. So I'm going to... Katie, he's just not following us. Katie, Katie, tell me about it. So when you you show a pig, Katie, do you put it like on a leash like a dog or... or Flipper. Oh, really? That gets her to go where you need to use it to, to get her to go where she needs to go? Does she listen to you? Does he listen to you? Yes. Oh, good. She even gets pigs to, to follow her. This is Is this it is almost, amazing. do you almost 
treat Cheeto and does he kind of respond to you kind of like some people would with their dog or their cat, you think? Dog. Like a dog? dog. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neat. So does your mom or dad have to help you any? No. You just do it all yourself. That's, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Is, is Cheeto your first pig? Yes. Awesome. I wonder what other animals. Is this, so this is livestock where they'll show a pig. Oh, man. Down. Pig, cow, rabbits, lambs, uh, uh, turkeys, chickens. Uh, I mean, anything. Steers, heifers, uh, ponies. It goes on and on and on. But the pig show... And probably the steers, maybe, but the pigs just have a special aura about them. I think it's the biggest amount of entries probably is on the pigs, and it's the longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. And a lot of these kids, um, they start off, and, and they don't always have the best records at first. They're learning, and you'll watch. One kid will teach another kid, and they'll work with each other, and they'll teach each other how to show, and they'll teach them little tricks about bathing them and feeding them. But when they get in the ring... It's all about me and my pig. And so it's, it's really cool to watch. And, and Katie, do you have any other friends that help you learn about how to, how to help Cheeto and how to teach, you know, your pig how to show? What are some of the things they teach you or help you with? Walk. Like walking and stuff? Okay. You walk a pig? Yeah. The pig would walk That's me. Weird. So, yeah. I'm saying Katie's and in total cool. control of this. She gets to walk a pig. She gets to tell the pig where to go. Um... That she's showing, you get to show a pig in a livestock show, which is amazing because not a lot of people get to do that. And that that takes a lot of courage to get up in front of all those people with your pig and and, and get rated on that. So that, that takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength. Let me tell you what, when you look down those, those pens, you've probably got three rows at probably 30 on each side probably. You know, and somebody out there is going to go, Nathan, you're an idiot. And I'm used to that. We but say it every day. Don't worry about couple, it. it. It seems like there's a couple of hundred pigs out there at one time. And then you've got the kids showing 300. Dad, Dad's helped me out. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I love you, man. And then you've got the, the parents and you've got grandmas and grandpas and uncles and aunts and, and stuff like that. And then a lot of the people come out to the fair and rodeo, just like you said. They just come out there to walk through the livestock. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of families coming out there, Katie that don't know anything about pigs. They don't live on a farm. They live in apartments or they live in a house in West Fork or whatever. And they'll never show a pig or or a goat, but they love coming out and seeing what people like you do out there. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like an entertainer in a way too. Did you know that? Yes. That's awesome. People, People probably look up to you and wish that they could do what you do. There's probably some kids that wish they could do that. No, there's an old man over here who wish he could do that, too. That's awesome. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Carla real quick. So did Katie come to you one day and say, hey, I want to show a pig? Or how did that come about? You you just wake up one Tuesday morning saying, hey, honey, let's go look (laughs) for pigs to show. Actually, I suggested it to Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, I showed a pig in high school and some other livestock, and I just thought it would be fun for her to do something to teach her responsibility. to to interact with other kids and be an FFA in a general ed class. Um, And so we went with it, and we've learned a lot, a lot that I didn't even learn when I was in high school raising a pig. It's changed a lot, so... So is this FFA, is this a Conroe School District or... Okay, because my daughter's in FFA, actually. Mm -hmm. She's a sophomore in high school right now. Where? 
uh, Woodlands High School. Okay. She's at Oak Ridge High School. And um, if the, the clubs are like intercollegiate, you, you, mm -hmm. you may have met my daughter, Katie. I don't think she's ready to show any pigs yet, but. <laughs> you should. So where were you when you showed your animals? Um, I was at the spring tri-club show. Okay, but here in Texas? In Texas, yeah. So it's interesting you touched on something that I've really learned about over the past few years is the responsibility that these kids have to learn. Oh, yeah. The dedication. You don't just give up. Mm -mm. And a lot of teamwork. I'm seeing a lot of teamwork. Mm -hmm. And I'm also seeing a lot of extra interaction as a family. Oh, yeah. Because Katie probably needs y'all's help. Yes. There's probably some days, Katie, are there any days that you just you just don't want to go out there and do it. You're tired or you got something else to do. Do you ever feel that way? Or are you just dedicated to doing it? You do it every day? Just doing it. Yes. That's awesome. Because there are too many kids just in the world that just won't do that. A couple of adults, too. I'm mm -hmm. going to look in the mirror. but. <laughs> well, we go every morning before school and feed the pig. And then in the evenings, we go and feed and walk the pig, clean his stall. Is there a pig... Like hotel somewhere or yeah. what? Yeah, we have an ag barn. And the students that are in FFA can keep their animal at the barn. So we have goats there. We have cattle there and pigs and chickens. Wow. 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 That's a, this is an amazing story. We're going to go to break in just a little bit, but you going to hang around with us for a little bit longer here? Or, uh, we're sorry. We're going to keep on going for a minute here. Sorry, I was looking out of the corner of my eye. We're going to wrap it up here. Guys, thank you so much for being here. You've been listening to Nathan. We got Katie Darnell with Carla and Gene in the corner. Gene, thanks for being the Carla commentary by giving Nathan the uh, information he needed. Katie, That's what she likes to do. Yeah. That's what I remember from Challenge Here. Katie, thumbs up. It's my delight to meet you today. Thank you so much for being here today. You, you are a radio professional now. So tell all your friends. You're on our show, and that's a good thing. We'll be back after this music break here on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's the Dancing Grape Song here on Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Were you alive when those commercials happened? The California I, I know you're talking about. Raisin yes. Society, they, they had the dancing uh, stop-motion grapes. I think that's my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite things in advertising is when songs like this had an impact mm -hmm. on culture, but then it's like 30 years later. Wouldn't that song that my mom liked be really great with a bunch of grapes or cartoons <laughs> and dressing up and they're dancing? We should totally use that song. And that's what it makes me think of, like, all the hardcore, like, Rolling Stones and all of them who were kind of, like, pioneers in the rock and roll. But it's like now they just make so much money off of commercials that are. Well, just... I remember when Windows used uh, Start Me Up as the whole window. I think it was Windows 95 was. And they used Start Me Up and people I mean, were, that, oh, you sold out. Yeah, that's what qualifies as selling out, right? Yep.
I mean, that's how I when you're a band like the, I think it was the who that said, trust no one over 30 or, you know, shoot us if we ever make it to age 15 playing in a Vegas lounge act. And didn't they play in a Vegas? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And when you're, when you're young, you say all these crazy things. Uh, But we, uh, Dick and Skippy here in the studio. It is 1036 already. We uh, had a great half hour with Katie Darnell and her parents, Carla and Jean, along with Nathan Arzani talking about, Katie's adventures in an airplane, as well as showing some pig at the Montgomery County Fair. I think it's County pretty Fair. crazy that uh, the, the the organization of the Montgomery County Fair Association, especially with like even the Houston Livestock and Rodeo, how all these kids prep for this one day or a couple days and taking care of an animal and learning that it's it's kind of unheard of around you know, around the United States, unless you're in this community. Yeah. And that's the thing you, you get an organization like FFA or these kids doing that and to the out. So a lot of the cosmopolitan kids of the world, and I, I won't call it any state like California or New York, but you know what I'm talking about? They'll look at an organization like that. Or these students, they ah, a bunch of hicks and yokels. Think about what students like Katie's doing. And Katie is, you know, is in a special needs program, but this is also, you know, across the board, you join an organization like this, you wake up, pre-dawn to, to feed the animals, to change the hay, to brush them, to wash them, to shoe them, to whatever. And then you go back that night and you do the same thing. And you're, you're looking at the well-being of someone else. You're looking and taking care of something beyond you that you don't have to. And that's awesome. Hats off to Ms. Katie Darnell for, for all she's doing. And I'm going to talk to my daughter, who's an FFA, see if maybe they've crossed paths before. I love it when there's a small world. But we really appreciate, Nathan, you bringing our uh, in and, and gracing our life with her presence. No, thank you, guys. And thank you for spreading the message about the Fair Association. And, you know, like Dick was saying, that's all I'm talking about now. It is. I'm, I've been blessed to be a part of their marketing and promotions. But I get so immersed every year because it's just, it's family. And you hit the nail on the head. Part of what's wrong with America now is 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 we're so busy and and we don't take the time to be a family and to remember traditions and legacies and friendships. And you're kind of forced to do that when you're a part of something like this, whether you're showing a pig or you're baking. Parents got to wait. If, if they to be can't drive, if they're not old enough to drive to the, the barn, you got to drive them. So the whole family gets involved. And then what's cool too, is so many kids that don't do pigs and they don't do livestock, but they're, they're bakers or they're, they crochet. I met a girl the other day, a young lady lost art. She's been crocheting. Her grandma taught her since she was a little bitty kid. She enters crocheted, crocheted things, and 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 what's the other thing? Quilt making. Mm-hmm. Lost art. She does that stuff, and she lives in a house in a subdivision where she's lucky to have a dog and a cat. You, much less the livestock, but that's what she does. She's not the country girl, but she does that. So it's really neat. It's really neat, and you know the concerts go with it. You guys will be out there. The barbecue cook-off, the beer, the barbecue. Dick Schisler interviewing people. <laughs> Drinking, you know, iced tea and beer and, you know, and eating I love barbecue. I is making sure we're going to show up. There will be beer. That no, we're we there, got you guys friend. hooked up. There's people dying to meet you guys. I'm telling you. Well, there are people dying people. to well, meet you guys. every Monday through Friday from uh, 9 to 11, <laughs> and they'll slowly get to know how stupid we are. <laughs> but uh, there's... I myself am waiting for the return of macrame as a craft. Uh, I have no idea what that is. I'm a paper mache. Oh, no, macrame. That, that was that really hot in the that, early so, 70s. Oh, I thought you were talking about what the cavemen do. No, no, no. Actually, you know, the little the little bracelet I, I yeah, wear here. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about that, that, that. that's macrame. So I'm ecstatic that like, macrame bla- bracelets are coming back. Now I can macrame myself a belt and a pair of uh, short shorts and bring the 70s back all the way. 
but it's already uh, 1040 in the afternoon. we got a few more minutes left in this day. The uh, the storm clouds are gathering here. A little overcast today. We're already 73 degrees. Going to go about another 9 or 10 degrees. Get down to the 60s tonight. And then tomorrow. Rain. There's a storm coming. Rain, rain, rain. No one's doing it. There's a storm coming. I know. Uh, yeah, the moment's lost. Where's that from? On. I don't understand. Every, is, every, this, is this something that every movie make a macrame or whatever and people are talking about rain? <laughs> every movie, everyone, someone says there's a storm coming. Someone else says, I know. It's in Terminator. It's in uh, Twister. It's I mean, you name it. I'm, I'm going to look it up on imdb.com. There's got to be a, a, a list. It's like the Wilhelm scream, the list of movies that have this one sound effect. You know, the guy gets shot and then he falls off the building and says, like, ah! called the Wilhelm scream. It's the same sound effect that's been used since the 1950s. Like that's, that's right. How does it sound again? Ah! No, no, no. That's too long. It's a short ah! scream. Ah! That's the other alternative version. <laughs> the Wilhelm scream with an echo. So. But other headlines going on tonight. Uh, this one's kind of, it, it's funny, but not maybe funny haha. So the right. Robinson family in Herefordshire, England, um, their cat Willow was run over by a car they they found the mangled body they buried it and two days later like right out of a stephen king novel willow came back no the cat uh, the family the robinson family is trying to determine maybe they buried the wrong cat they've yet to go back out to find out but willow is actually alive and well and back in the house so the presumption is that maybe just maybe they buried the wrong cat that got hit and i can see that I'd hate for that to happen to me, but, you know, I think with a cat, it's, it's permissible, but don't, don't, you know, when I die with guys, make sure it's me. That's all I'm saying. Before you're incinerated. You're right. Uh, I'm all about that. But, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever read pet cemetery that scared the snot out of me. I mean, I, I finished like at two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't put it down and every shadow was just, I, I knew it was a dead pet coming back to haunt me. So, yeah. So, Congratulations to the Robinson family in England for uh, living a real-life pet cemetery. Stephen King, you must be so proud. Anyone want to take it from there? No. <laughs> no, we good? No. We kind of already t- talked about a lot of different stuff today. We we did. We're kind so. of all over the map. Some, something um, we can talk briefly about this because I don't want to like, uh, end on a, uh, uh, I guess it's a political note. Uh, we've talked about the, the California state law about the sanctuary law where state law says all cities have to not work with federal immigration officials. Whoa. When did that come down? This was a couple of weeks ago, the Brown Act. Uh, uh, Governor Brown signed it into law. I knew they were talking about it, but I no, missed it. He it signed is the it law. saying that it's a state law that no city can work with ICE? Correct. Oh. More and more cities, like Los Alamitos last week in a four-to-one city council vote. Now, I lived in Los Alamitos as a little kid. And this, you know, this is one, blinking, you miss it, town suburb of San Diego, voted to defy that law. And they're like, oh, no, we are working with federal authorities. Now in Orange County, California, the county sheriff is openly defying this California law by posting on their website and in local media every day, who's in jail? And it's who's in jail, what they're in for, their release date and time when they're released from jail. So if any immigration officials just happen to be watching they'll know when this person may or may not be exiting jail so more cities and dick and i were talking about this last week uh this is eventually going to have to make it up the supreme court because we already have 10th amendment versus the supremacy law and these are two contravening laws when it comes to fate 
federal versus state laws. Uh, 10th Amendment, sorry, the supremacy law says that federal law always trumps state law. Mm -hmm. But then the 10th Amendment says only within the scope of what the federal government is supposed to provide. And that keeps the federal law from saying, we're, you know, we're going to ban everything or we're going to tell you what you can eat. You know, that that's outside the scope of federal law. So you do have, they're trying to determine where the 10th Amendment ends and supremacy law begins. So so much like in the immigration fight in Arizona with Sheriff Joe, uh, Joe Arpaio, by defying federal law on a state level, and the federal, law, federal government sued him on that, now we have municipalities challenging state law, and the state law is in contravention of federal law. So this is something that's fascinating. This is what they should be teaching in political science and social studies, um, and it's going to make it all the way up to the Supreme Court. See, and, and it needs to get there immediately because, in my opinion, not an attorney, not schooled in all of the ins and outs of that. That's our boy. It's federal. It, to me, it is federal. It's our borders. It's a federal. If, they, if California wants to be on their own, let's build our wall. Let's let's go over and hit California and then go straight up the California, Arizona, and New Mexico line, build a wall up there and just let them deal with it. That's that's insane to me. That's insane. But and it, but it's fascinating. You know, this is this is government at work where, it's, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy and stuff, but this is where we get to see a process happen. Because the last time there was something of this level, it was, I have to say it, Roe Ro v. Wade, the abortion question, where it was state versus federal versus municipality. So rarely does this, this come about. So Skippy's going to be tuned in on this one <laughs> uh, for sure. Well, it wasn't, and then there was the Brown Act. That's when Jerry Brown said that Trump, of course, he was— it, he was saying Trump, but it's the judicial, it's our laws, it's our federal laws that have been in place forever. When he said that they were, de we were, de he was declaring war on California and it was going to be a civil war mm -hmm. because of that. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we haven't all given up our, but in California, if they want to give up their guns, it's going to be a really one-sided short civil war. <laughs> just, Maybe. just saying. All right, we're in Texas. So I'm like, I don't know. I thought this, this underlying belief that anything that happens, we're going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me, though. As long as it's outside of Texas, we don't care. And it's so crazy how they twist on that. And I don't know. I, I read an article where uh, yesterday where uh, CNN, Yahoo News, and all that was complaining about a veteran that served two tours in Afghanistan that was sent back to Mexico. And they were upset, and everybody was freaking out because he had served his country. Well, then when you read the fine print at the very, very bottom— because there is a program where if you're an illegal alien and you go into the military service and serve uh, your X amount of time and you're honorably discharged, you earn U.S. citizenship. I'm cool with that. This guy was kicked out of the military for drug use. Then he'd been arrested twice on felony charges for drug use. So they took him back over there. Well, you know, was you, the very you forgot to sentences. mention it. Yeah, he got arrested for two pounds of cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, selling so, two pounds yeah. of cocaine. Let's, let's yeah. not forget that. <laughs> we <laughs> must we, learn the whole we story. We gotta take a short sponsor break here on Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. 
Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We got a couple more minutes shutting down today. Special thanks to all of our guests and all of our listeners. Don't forget, we do podcasts every episode. In the uh, studio interview today, we will be posting to our YouTube. We did film it. So make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Uh, Wrapping up today's show, Skippy. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, Dick. We do have a couple of guests tomorrow. That's right. We have two different guests. We're going to have Simon from Quad Vest talk about, mm-hmm. talk about the water problems here in the Montgomery County area. So that's going to be a an interesting topic for those in this community who are affected by the high water prices. Their water prices are just too high. So uh, we're going to have them in. And then we're also going to have I Go Pink with Breast Cancer Charities of America. They're going to be in the studio. They're going to be talking about the Newfield Grant and the I Go Pink Scholarship. So that's going to be happening tomorrow. And then, of course, it's going to be us. Probably talking about more stupid politics stuff that everyone really loves to just sit there and just churn it, just churn it out, churn it out. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll find another interesting topic that we can cover instead of that. There right? you we're go. Done, we're done with politics, right? We're, we're, done, with, the week. we're done with politics for the, at least unless, the rest unless, of the day. Unless Trump twi- tweets something that's <laughs> just got to be talked about. Well, so, yeah, that's the whole point. Which is like every single time. <laughs> <laughs> But Nathan, thank you so much for coming in and being part of the show and bringing those uh, those guests. That was wonderful information about the April thirteenth special education day, that opening day for the Montgomery County Fair Association or Montgomery Fair and Barbecue. And don't forget that that uh, event. If you don't mind me asking, real quick, is is what is the paid part of the fair? I know it's the music on Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, it's to get into the to get in. So that's going to the carnival, going to the So you had to pay to get in. You pay to get in Friday and Saturday, $12 at the gate, $10 right now. They get you rodeo. They get you concert. They get you carnival. They get you a bunch of sideshows, too. Okay. A bunch of little little side events. Then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there is no charge to get into the carnival. There's a lot of livestock shows going on and things of that nature as well and other Tuesday night is what's called Clash of the Counties. That's where the top five team ropers in Montgomery County take on the top five of four other counties. That's probably a three, four-hour event. Wow. It's free. Um, and then Sunday morning is youth events, and that's called Ranch Rodeo right after that. That's just a bunch of guys and girls getting together doing rodeo events in the arena, and there's no charge for that either. That's awesome. So Skippy's favorite color, free. Great community event and fun for the whole family. How can you turn this down? Is there a website people can go to to check this out? MCFA.org. Montgomery County. The Facebook page is Montgomery County Fair Association. There you go. And then we're I'm distributing some some passes that get you $20 armbands versus like $28 armbands at different businesses around town so people can come in and pick them up. And uh, it's armbands versus tokens in your pocket. So it's pretty cool. There you go. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm a fan of this. And I'm a city boy, so Nathan's talked me into it. He can talk anybody into it. I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, we got to be closing it down right now. Give me – what's the last weather report? Can you do that for me? Yes. Local weather. That's breaking news. The weather is – There you go. That's It is currently 73 degrees today with a high of 82, partly cloudy all day. Uh, looks like we will have a 30% chance of storms going from 4 to about 7 this evening. Tomorrow, there will be a storm coming. I know. Thank you. You're listening to Mornings and Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio. Special thanks to today's sponsors, Centurion Wealth Advisors, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Coming up later today, check out the full lineup at IRLoneStar.com. And the podcast and everything will be available today around 8 p.m. And then more uh, YouTube will be available later. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.